it's only a matter of time until the commercially demonstrated use is compelling enough for others to jump on the bandwagon. Investment bubbles occur when prices of market shares are driven upwards past their real value. According to some market theorists, a bubble is encouraged by a herd mentality, where people first jump on the bandwagon of a profitable stock, and then when the bubble bursts, they engage in panic selling. If everyone agrees with your opinion online, more tend to jump on the bandwagon. I see, and I'm sure you do too, a lot of people who are always looking for that next big hit that next thing they can jump on the bandwagon uh, and typically it's not within their area of expertise g'day guys and welcome to aussie english my objective here is to teach you guys the english spoken down under so whether you want to speak like a fair income aussie or you just want to understand what the flipping hell we're on about when we're having a yarn You've come to the right place. So sit back, grab a cuppa, and enjoy Aussie English. Alrighty, g'day you mob, and welcome to this episode of Aussie English, the number one podcast for anyone and everyone wanting to learn Australian English, culture, history, news and current affairs, everything to do with the land down under. So, guys, thank you so much for joining me. I hope you're having a great week. I hope you're working hard. I hope you're leveling up your English slowly but surely. And it is always a pleasure to have you here. If you are a first-time listener, Thank you for joining me. Remember that you can get the transcripts and the downloads for this episode as well as all the other podcast episodes via aussieenglish.com.au forward slash podcast when you sign up for the premium podcast. I also have a number of courses on there for accent reduction, the Australian pronunciation course. There is the Real English Discussions course, which is all about improving your listening comprehension over a three-month period. That's a really good in-depth course. And then there are the Phrasal Verb course and the Spoken English course on there too. And if you are an advanced student, I recommend that you check out my academy, which gives you the premium podcast, as well as over a hundred other advanced English courses related to expression episodes like this one and three 30-minute calls every single week with other English learners and teacher Ian. Anyway, with that aside, guys, welcome to this episode. Before we get into it, as usual, I have a joke for you. And it's a good joke. Hopefully, you're going to like this one, all right? It's about kangaroos. So, the joke is, can kangaroos jump higher than a house, right? Kangaroos, the Australian marsupial that is renowned for hopping on two legs, you know, it doesn't walk along like a biped, like a human, it hops. Can kangaroos jump higher than a house? Hmm. And the answer is yes, because houses can't jump. Ba-doom-psh, get it? So, the joke could be taken two ways. Can kangaroos jump higher than a house, as in a higher distance than the height of a house, which is obviously not possible, but it could also mean, can they jump higher than a house, as in higher than a house can jump itself, which is definitely possible because houses can't jump. So, there you go. There's the joke. Can kangaroos jump higher than a house? <gasps> yeah. Because houses can't jump. So, I I expect that you guys go out there and use that joke on someone, okay? That's sort of the point of these jokes in these episodes. It's to 
you know, teach you puns and, and, and little word jokes in English, obviously, but also to give you jokes that you can go out and use to start conversation, to make others laugh, everything like that. So, today's expression, guys, is to jump on the bandwagon. I wonder if you've heard this one before, to jump on the bandwagon. Have you ever jumped on the bandwagon? Hmm. Before we go into that expression, let's go through the definitions of the words in the expression to jump on the bandwagon. So, to jump, I'm sure you guys know the verb to jump. If you jump, you leap, right? You cause yourself to go up into the air. If you are, say, an athlete who goes to uh, the Olympics to compete in high jump, it is that you are trying to jump as high as possible. That's sort of the competition, right? And if you're competing in long jump, you're you're jumping as long as possible. You know, you do a sprint up to the line and then you jump into a sand pit. So, that's the verb jump, right? Jump. If you jump on something, it is that you jump, obviously, you leap, you cause yourself to go up in the air by leaping, and you go on top of something else. You land above and resting on something else. So, I might go outside and jump on the deck, right? So, I might go from the ground outside in my backyard and the deck there, the wooden sort of thing that you can walk on and and there might be chairs and tables are there. If I jump from the ground and land on the deck, I'm jumping on the deck, right? But it could also mean that I'm on the deck and I'm just jumping up and down. I'm jumping on the deck. And lastly, a bandwagon. Now, a bandwagon is a wagon or a wooden cart, which is what a wagon is, that is used to carry a band, right? A group of people playing music. That is a band. And so, a wagon that carries a group of people playing music is a band wagon. So, I'll get into the origin shortly, but the definition of the expression then, to jump on the band wagon, it isn't to literally jump on top of a wagon where there is a band of people playing. It is to support a hobby, an idea of a person, other things like that, after it has become popular or successful. So, you start supporting something, you start appreciating something, you start liking something after it's already become popular and successful and other people are already doing that, right? So, it's kind of like you're following the crowd, you're jumping on the band Wagon. So, I looked this up and the origin of this expression was really interesting, actually. So, the word bandwagon is the rather unimaginative name for a wagon that carried a circus band or a band of people playing music. And this first appeared in print, this expression, in a book called The Life of P.T. Barnum, written by himself. And this was published in 1855, so about 170 years ago. And the quote was, At Vicksburg, we sold all our land conveyances, excepting our horses and the bandwagon. So, that was where bandwagon first appeared. And Mr. Barnum was a circus owner and showman at the time. Circuses were known for their showy parades that took place in towns when they arrived before they set up, right? It was their way of advertising. And so, these parades attracted townspeople and it was an easy way of marketing uh, to attract people to come to the show once everything was set up. So, bandwagons were usually a part of these parades, being bright, ornamental, um, they were hard to miss, right? People would see them from all over the place. But by the end of the 1800s, people realised that these sorts of bandwagons 
caught people's attention and thus politicians started using them in parades thrown in towns on their campaign trails, right? So, like with Trump at the moment and Joe Biden trying to work hard in America to get elected, they're on their campaign trails. Back in the late 1800s, people were using bandwagons to give their talks from, right, to talk to crowds. So, as a campaign travelled and became more and more successful, garnering more and more attention and larger crowds, other politicians would want to rent seats on the bandwagon and ride it through the town. And so, the first records of the phrase to jump on the bandwagon date back to political speeches in the 1890s, usually warning other potential voters not to jump on the opponent's bandwagon in haste. Right? They're following the crowd. They're supporting a person who's already become popular or successful. Okay? So, let's go through some examples of how I would use the expression to jump on the bandwagon in modern times, right? When I'm speaking English. So, in Melbourne, for example, maybe you guys know what hipsters are. I mean, they're everywhere now in the Western world. Hipsters, they're probably everywhere in all other countries as well. But in Australia, Hipster, a hipster is a person who follows the latest trends and fashions, especially those regarded as being outside the sort of cultural mainstream, you know, what's kind of culturally appropriate or normal. So, when I was at uni in Melbourne from the years 2006 to about 2017, hipsters were becoming a bigger and bigger thing, right? They were becoming more and more popular. I remember that I started seeing them all over the shop, right? All over the place in Melbourne as the years progressed. They'd grow things like long beards. They'd wear old school secondhand clothes and leather boots, often donning things like flannelette shirts and having a top knot haircut that's really popular today, you know, with the sides of their heads shaved. And at the time, I remember thinking that hipsters seemed to be a bit of a walking contradiction. They seemed to be a little bit hypocritical because they were these young people in their 20s wanting to sort of appear unique and different from everyone else. But the very fact that they all started following the same fashion trends and drinking the same coffee at the same cafes, listening to the same music, made them a sort of single group where they were all kind of the same, right? Their sort of eccentric nature brought them together as a conformist kind of group that was opposite to unique, which is sort of what they wanted to be. So, at the time, it felt like a large number of people had jumped on the hipster bandwagon. They'd all started following the same trends and they were doing it together at the same time. These things were becoming popular. Everyone suddenly had a beard, had a haircut, was wearing this sort of clothing. They had all jumped on the bandwagon. Example number two. So, you guys might know the song, uh, Dance Monkey, Dance Monkey, Dance Monkey, Whoa, Oh, by uh, Tones and I, right? This recently skyrocketed to worldwide fame. So, she went from playing music on the streets of Byron Bay in New South Wales. She was busking on a daily basis. People were giving her money, you know, supporting all of her performances. And she was living out of a van. And suddenly, after this song was released and she recorded a music video of it, she was all of a sudden performing all over the world on some of the biggest TV shows and stages. So, everyone had suddenly jumped on the bandwagon and fell in love with the song Dance Monkey and Tones and I. And to be fair, it's a pretty catchy song. And with over a billion downloads now on YouTube, I'm definitely not the only person who's jumped on the Tones and I 
bandwagon. And a bonus fact for you guys, in the academy, we have English teacher Ian giving three lessons every single week, group speaking calls. Ian is actually an actor and he is one of the golfers in the Tones and I Dance Monkey video. So, if you go and look up this video on YouTube, see if you can see Ian dancing around dressed up as a golfer, right? How crazy is that? The last example of how someone could jump on the bandwagon, especially in a positive way, is how everyone in Australia really quickly conformed to social distancing etiquette uh, during the COVID-19 epidemic. So, in order to try and stop or at least slow down the spread of COVID-19 in Australia, the government recommended that people stay about a metre and a half away from one another in public. So, people quickly jumped on the bandwagon and started following these social distancing rules in public. And as a result, COVID-19 was quickly brought under control in Australia, although it may be sort of having a second wave at the moment, right? Knock on wood. Hopefully, that doesn't happen. Keep your fingers crossed. So, yeah, we're lucky that everyone jumped on the bandwagon. So, there you go, guys. That is the expression to jump on the bandwagon, to support something like an idea, a person, a hobby, after it has become popular or successful. So, let's have a listen to some examples again of people using this expression to jump on the bandwagon and see if you can understand the context now. It's only a matter of time until the commercially demonstrated use is compelling enough for others to jump on the bandwagon. Investment bubbles occur when prices of market shares are driven upwards past their real value. According to some market theorists, a bubble is encouraged by a herd mentality, where people first jump on the bandwagon of a profitable stock, and then when the bubble bursts, they engage in panic selling. If everyone agrees with your opinion online, more tend to jump on the bandwagon. I see, and I'm sure you do too, a lot of people who are always looking for that next big hit, that next thing they can jump on the bandwagon, uh, and typically it's not within their area of expertise. All right, good job. So, now we're going to go through a listen and repeat exercise. I'm going to say these words in the expression, jump on the bandwagon, and then we'll conjugate through a sentence like, I'd never jump on the bandwagon. You'd never jump on the bandwagon. The purpose here is for you to concentrate on things like my pronunciation, my intonation, my rhythm, and try and mirror, try and copy that pronunciation so that we can work on reducing your accent and helping you speak more clearly and communicate more effectively in English. And remember, if you haven't already, guys, go and check out my Australian pronunciation course at aussieenglish.com.au forward slash courses, okay? It's a great way to reduce your accent when speaking English and to learn all of the different sounds, especially in Australian English. So, anyway, let's go. Jump. Jump on. Jump on the. Jump on the bandwagon. 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 I'd never jump on the bandwagon.
You'd never jump on the bandwagon. He'd never jump on the bandwagon. She'd never jump on the bandwagon. We'd never jump on the bandwagon. They'd never jump on the bandwagon. It'd never jump on the bandwagon. Good work, guys. Hopefully, that wasn't too long in terms of how those sentences were structured, but it's a good way of practicing conjugating through uh, the conditional there where would is contracted to just ud on the ends of pronouns like I'd, you'd, he'd, she'd, etc. So, now, guys, before we finish up, let's go through a little Aussie fact, okay? So, I wanted to talk about wagons in Australia and a wagon can be a slang term in Australia for a station wagon, also called an estate car or just estate in places like, I think, the US. But in Australia, we'd call them station wagons. And these are cars that have a car body style, which has a two box design, a large cargo area and a rear tailgate that is hinged to open for access to the cargo area, right? A station wagon. It's kind of one of those cars that you could like sleep in the back of. I've always owned a station wagon. So, the first Australian designed wagon was built way back in the year 1948, but locally designed station wagons didn't appear until nine years later when in the year 1957, the Holden FE was introduced down under. The Holden's main competitor was the Ford Falcon introduced wagon models in 1960 after seeing the success that Holden was having. Other wagons produced in Australia also ended up including the Toyota Camry and the Mitsubishi Magna. For around 60 years, Ford and Holden both produced wagon models based on each generation of their sedan platforms. By the year 2010, the wagon and large car market was declining in Australia, whilst demand for SUVs, sports utility vehicles, was increasing and the production of Ford Falcon wagons officially ended. Seven years later, in 2017, Holden followed suit and officially ceased production of its Holden Commodore series altogether. As you'll know, there's always been a big Holden for rivalry in Australia. And in fact, I grew up a massive fan of Holden, probably because all my closest friends just happened to be massive fans of Holden's as well. And so, my very first car was actually a Holden Commodore VN wagon that was built in the year 1987, which was the year I was born. So, it was 18 years old when I bought it at the age of 18. I ran that thing into the ground. Like, I never repaired it because it pretty much never needed repairs. And eventually, it ended up getting given to a junkyard after I'd owned it for several years because the battery had kind of gone flat and the car had died whilst I was studying in Melbourne and not using the car. It was back at my parents' place. And then you guys will know that after I met my wife, Kel, and I graduated from my PhD in 2017, I ended up having to move back to Ocean Grove before then moving to Canberra 
And I ended up buying a Ford Falcon BA wagon that was built in 2004. And I ended up giving that car away in a competition this year. And believe it's still going strong. It's still chugging along around the streets of Canberra today. Anyway, guys, that's a little bit of Australian history as well as the expression to jump on the bandwagon. As always, I hope you enjoyed it, guys. I wish you all the best and I will see you in the next episode. Peace. G'day, mate. Thanks for listening to the Aussie English Podcast. If you'd like to boost your English whilst also supporting the podcast and allowing me to continue to bring you awesome content, please consider joining the Aussie English Academy at www.aussieenglish.com.au. You'll get unlimited access to the premium podcast as well as all of my advanced English courses and you'll also be able to join three weekly speaking calls with a real English teacher. Thanks so much, mate, and I'll see you soon.